What's up, guys? It's Buckley Duke here with Chadley J. Fox, and we are doing the Movie Epidemic podcast, and we got some good movies today. Uh, First 2015. 2015. 2015. Shout out to 2015. Yo, we had episode 22 up in this bitch. 2022. We're going to be talking about some good stuff today. Uh, we're going to talk about the interview uh, later on in the show. We're going to be talking about our James Bond movie of the week, GoldenEye. Yep. And, of course, we're also going to be talking about brand new movie, The Hobbit, Battle of the Five... <laughs> <laughs> Battle of the Five... Okay. That seems like too much. Anyway. Wanna, do you want to start off with this uh, Battle of the Five Armies? Yeah, you know what? That seems like a good idea. That's kind of fresh in my mind. I saw it a fucking month ago. <laughs> fucking <Yeah>. Chadley. <laughs> I saw I saw it like two, two, three days ago. Okay, so here's here's the rundown. Before we before we get into this, I'm gonna I'm just going to lay down the law here. I don't like these Lord of the Rings movies. I don't like them. Um, I, I like the I like the Lord of the Rings movies, the Hobbit movies. If yeah, uh, if we boring. <laughs> if we boring. were to if we were to just review this as the Hobbit series, like here's here's the dealio with me. All right, I, I I may not like Lord of the Rings that much, the original trilogy. It might not be my cup of tea, but it, but I can watch those movies and be like. That's a fucking good movie, just yeah, not my cup of tea. You can appreciate the Lord of the Rings. I, yeah, yeah, I get the draw. These Hob- new Hobbits? Hobbit movies. <laughs> just they're, they're bad. They're boring. <laughs> it's not that they're bad, they're just very boring. Because it's, it's a 300-page book that they made into three movies. So it's yeah, like... And, and they, they, they used the first 280 pages on the first two movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here's... The thing with this new movie... It's okay for like the first hour and a half, up until like the final no, battle, right? The first like fifteen minutes. The first fifteen minutes, it's me. It's okay. Like it's pretty good. Yeah, I'll I'll even accept up until like the five army battle, and then, then they go up into that tower for like fucking an hour, and I'm <laughs> like, like why? <laughs> like the like the ice tower? Yeah, they go yeah. into the fucking ice tower for like an hour, and it's like <laughs> why? Look, I I want to I want to put. Probably, let's talk about Grown Ups for a second here. You know the Grown Ups franchise? Yeah. The second Grown Ups film may be the only film that has less plot than this movie <laughs> that I've ever seen. This movie didn't have a plot. They used all of the plot. One well, thing I was... It, yeah, it was running a bit thin. I agree with that. <laughs> one, thing, one thing I did like about this movie, though, I will always fuck with Billy Connolly. He's sure. fucking... He's fucking good, but like, um, it's sad because he's got Alzheimer's now. So this is probably like the last movie he's ever going to be in. But uh, could be. Benedict Cumberbatch's Smaug. Can, can we? Uh, let's not give. Uh, yeah, it's been out for a month. If you haven't seen it yet, you're probably not gonna. Uh, let's give some spoilers. Or if you do, uh, whatever. You're waiting until Netflix and. <laughs> you exactly. don't matter. You'll probably forget about this podcast by that time. So Smaug dies in the first ten minutes, and yeah. like I, I, I went oh, to see this my... with my dad, and my dad turned to me. And he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not, isn't that like a main point of this movie? There's, there's a fucking dragon in it. It's like ah, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the dealio, okay? Is that Desolation of Smaug was a fucking boring as shit movie. Like the first hour and forty minutes, unwatchable. Maybe hour and fifty minutes, unwatchable. And they kept adding shit, which they did a lot in these three movies. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like with the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, there was so much content they had to leave shit out. Yeah. With, with these movies, they were making shit up. Well, they, they weren't. I don't know if they were making shit up, but they were pulling from like, uh, fucking. J.R.R. Tolkien's like almanac, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know the thing. Also. Uh, this could have been in that this, that, that almanac thing is like the only book in this series I didn't read besides Two Towers, most boring book of all time. Couldn't finish it. Two but Towers I, is pretty bad, yeah. I read I read all of them. I didn't much care for Fellowship of the Ring and Return of the King, but I you know I read them to completion. Two Towers, too fucking boring. Just watch the movie. The Hobbit, I loved. Now yeah, I no, read... The Hobbit's a fucking incredible book. It's the it's, best it's... one. 
It's really good. It's it's a short, fun read. Now, I haven't read The Hobbit since, like, maybe... Well, it's, like, for kids. It's, like, 300 pages. Yeah. I haven't read The Hobbit since, like, maybe 8th or ninth grade. Pretty sure, like, nothing that happened in this movie happened in the book. Like, uh, this movie, I don't think so. Uh, the first, the first almost, two had a lot. Almost completely made up. There was a lot of made up stuff in Desolation of Smaug, but here's the thing: is that the last 50 minutes of Desolation of Smaug was fucking awesome when he was confronting the dragon and they had that scene where they were running back and forth with Smaug and and uh, not Frodo, the other one, Bilbo. Bilbo. Uh, Martin Freebird. Martin Freebird. <clears throat> and that was fucking great. And then he flies away and it's like. It flies away and the movie ends and you're like, holy fuck, no way they just ended that there. Yeah, like, that, I was, wanna... that was good. Lord of the Rings are always pretty good at that, just ending it, like, and you're just like, I need more. I need more yeah. of this shit. Right? But then they gave us the ending of that movie in the first 15 minutes of this movie and then sure, two yeah. hours of just stuff. Yeah, like, just that greasy <laughs> dude doing greasy stuff. Why did that greasy guy have so much screen time? Yeah, I don't know. Thorin? I don't know. Can I can I can I feed you a fun fact about this movie? Huh. Okay, so it's called The Hobbit. Not Thorin. The fucking <laughs> greasy guy. Oh, oh yeah, fucking um oh like Harold or something. <laughs> the guy who fucking looked like a McBoyle brother. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> so um uh like I'm gonna give you a fun fact about this movie. This okay. movie is called The Hobbit Battle of the Five Armies. Let's Bad, let's yes. Let's talk about the fact that it's called The Hobbit, referring directly to Bilbo Baggins. This movie sits at about 2 hours and 20 minutes, and 15 minutes of that is Martin Freeman's screen time. That's less than a ninth of the film we're not on the title character. Yeah. What the fuck was this movie? I don't know. It was bad. Like, like... I was talking to my brother about it, and he sort of felt the same. He loves all these Lord of the Rings movies, including the first two Hobbit movies. But he felt like, he was telling me, he feels like he was he was tricked. You know, like this movie was like a trick. They could have they ended it in two books, or in two yeah. movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it would have been better. Like, it would have been fine. Because then they could have cut out the 40-minute fucking song from the first one. <laughs> yeah, fuck, no, fuck that shit. Fuck that part. They could cut out that shit. And they could have, like, condensed, it, like, the first one and a half, and then the second one, and it would have been way better. But with the book, this 300-page book, I think that even two movies might have been stretching it a little bit. Yeah, but it would have been better, though. <laughs> it would have been better. Better than it was. I did th- now, I, see, this book, like, the book, you can, like, you can crank that bitch out in an afternoon. Like, you can just read <laughs> that in an afternoon. <laughs> You don't need eight hours of it on screen. The reason the reason that movies are made is because some people don't have time to read books. Watching the movie is... You could read this book faster than you could watch this movie series. Probably. Because what almost, is it, like almost nine hours? I would say, yeah, probably about eight and a half, eight, nine hours. Fucking... I could probably read the book faster than that. It's only yeah, 300 I, pages. I bet you could read the book in five hours, six hours, maybe. I'm fa- I'm a fast reader, too, so probably quicker. Yeah. But, One yeah. thing, another thing I want to touch upon too, and I get Peter Jackson is trying to be progressive and interesting and neat, but I swear to God, if he ever films a movie in 60 frames a second Ugh. ever again, I'm going to murder somebody. See, that's like one of the things I didn't like about this series. It's like the first one, I really love it because he built like an amazing world. Like he built a great world. Most of it was like, them just walking around New Zealand, right? So like, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It looks like it looks like they're in a real world. This one, it's like just all clearly green screen. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all like it's the most CG thing I've ever seen. And because oh, yeah. it, it seems that they were doing their CG in thirty frames a second, so when something was CG'd in this movie, it was painfully obvious. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one, problem for me. One thing I will say about this movie, though. Probably not one bad performance. Like, everybody was fucking yeah, good in it. Yeah, it was great. There's fucking Mar- Martin Freeman, Ian McKellen, uh, Christopher Lee, who... Oh, yeah. Pretty sure, pretty sure, pretty sure Saruman wasn't in this book, but... Okay. No, no he wasn't. He was not. Uh, and then we had Hugo Weaving, whose character... Hugo. He's an ugly dude. I like that they called Hugo Weaving and was like, Hey, man, we need you to do, like, four lines. 
And he's like, fuck it, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on my way to New Zealand, baby! <laughs> like, you know, he gets to go to New Zealand for a week or whatever. To do fucking four lines. They, they handed him the script, and he highlighted his lines in that scene, and he was like, okay, what other scenes do I... Okay, uh... Is, is that it? Yeah, dude, some, that's it. There was some, some interesting uh, ride-upons in this. <laughs> Just because in the originals, in the original Lord of the Rings, they all rode horses, right? Mm-hmm. This motherfucker, they had like that caribou thing. Oh that. yeah, the guy fucking rode a moose. I forgot about that. Yeah, when that when that bitch rolled up, my dad <laughs> he's like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> and then they had like those uh, when they were climbing up the ice tower, they had like those those goat things that they were riding on. Oh yeah, they could fucking maneuver. Those were cool. And then you got like uh, you got like the birds that you can fly on. Uh, then you got the the crazy wizard who has got like the uh, the bunny. Rabbit sled. Yeah. A lot of good ride-ons in this fucking series. I'll give them that. <laughs> one thing, one thing is though, is that like the parts that weren't like ob- painfully obviously 60 frames per second and like looked like a fucking episode of Into the Wild, like. <laughs> Into the Wild. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's a real show, but you know, like Man vs. Wild, that type of thing. Like it all looked like a fucking episode of that, mm-hmm. but like, fucking. Uh, what what didn't look shitty was pretty. Like the sh- the non shittiness sure. was really really appealing to look at, but it just man fuck this movie. Like this this is like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like uh, I don't know about that. It's not very good though. <laughs> I would say easily easily the weakest of the entire series. Easily. Yeah yeah I would think so. Just because like. They ran out of shit to say, really. <laughs> there's like there's a half an hour scene of Legolas jumping on bricks, like. Oh yeah. Also, <laughs> you know that thing when the bricks are falling and he's running on them? Yeah. Pretty sure that's not how that works. <laughs> like, I think about that. <laughs> it's not how that works. The definitely not. That was like half an hour. Of yeah. Fighting that guy on that bridge. That was like half an hour. They they fucking spent a lot of time before that guy's death, like. They they teased us with that for a good fifty minutes. It's like him yeah. going between fighting different people, and it's like, can somebody just like, he's an orc. Um, also, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, so don't call me on it. But I'm pretty sure the Hobbit book didn't even have orcs in it, did it? I I don't I, remember, dude. I, yeah, I haven't read it in forever. I think it does though. Yeah, I think I thought that was something they introduced in that fucking almanac. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking remember. I oh, remember, and, like, trolls and, like, dragons and shit, but... Yeah. Also... Might have been orcs. I don't fucking could know. Use some, could he use... If, if they were going to make shit up, make shit up for Golem to do, for fuck's sake. Like, yeah, what happened to him? Yeah, he just kind of appeared... I think he said something in this movie. Like, I think there was, like, one line of dialogue. Maybe I was just mishearing it that sounded like Golem. And I was like... Holy fuck, boys! Here we go, and then he just never showed up. I don't think Gollum was in this movie. I don't remember seeing Gollum. I I I don't I didn't see him. I didn't see him. I thought I heard him once though, and I like I perked up because I was so bored. Like the scenes when they're getting ready for war. Like, could you get to it? Like, really long. (laughs) Did you like skip through it or? No, I watched the whole thing, and like (laughs) it's not as long as the other ones though. No, it's it's two hours and twenty minutes. It's not like two hours and fifty minutes like the other ones. But the thing is too is that this movie. The reason I hate this movie so much is that the first ten minutes are incredible, like fucking wonderful. First ten, fifteen minutes, and you're like, oh, oh fuck, yeah, it, gets boys, you, it gets you all horned up, right? You're like, oh, <laughs> this is gonna be a good one. Yeah, it's like it's like. It's like your friend sending you a picture of like a twenty-year-old girl, and he's like, "Hey, this bitch is coming to your house right now to bang you." And then like, like she's like forty-five when she gets there. <laughs> that was that was good. That was good. It was like because Chadley's hookers go through the time space. <laughs> <laughs> That's they age very very quickly when they're on their way to my house. Rapidly. <laughs> oh. So overall, hated it. I mean, like, there were some pretty parts. And Martin Freeman, like... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I hated it. It's just, like, it was disappointing. Like, 
this whole series has been disappointing. I didn't have high hopes for it because I'm like, you're turning a 300 page book into three movies, great. <laughs> I just I remember uh, at the end of the second movie, I stood I, I saw I saw Desolation of Smog with my dad, and uh-huh. I stood up and I I turned to my dad and I said, this book's got like 30 pages left. Like, how are they gonna film? How are they gonna fill a whole extra film? And here's here's something that I legitimately believe. All right, all right. This is this is a theory that I have about this movie. Okay. They made the movie. And they're editing it away. Uh-huh. Editing away. And then they were done editing, and they were like, "Uh huh. Well, would you look at that? Hey, Peter. Peter Jackson comes over. You know, just barely gets himself out of his seat. Is he a big guy? Yeah. Oh, he's a he's a fat man. Yeah, what's up? And they're like, so we've done it. We're done editing this movie. Yes, it's 42 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And Peter Jackson just goes, all right, well, let's call up the boys and shoot a bunch of filler. Bunch of filler. Let's let's lengthen that ice fight. Dude, this felt like like, uh, a filler episode of Dragon Ball Z, man. Like... (laughs) You know, like, when Vegeta's just, like, staring at someone for, like, what feels like a half an hour, but the episode was only 22 minutes, so it's got to be like a solid five. And you're like, yeah. what is happening? <laughs> yeah, and they're just, just like, like shouting at each other? No, they, sometimes they're not even shouting. <laughs> like, it'll just go to Goku and it'll do like his inner monologue, and he's just staring at like Vegeta or something. <laughs> it felt like that. Oh my god. Holy fuck, boys. Yeah, um, yeah, it just, it felt like they didn't have enough content. Yeah. Oh, bro. They, just, they didn't have enough. Didn't I'm sure have that enough was a problem. I'm sure that was something that <laughs> they went over in the fucking writer's room. Yeah. They're like, I mean, so there's, there's not enough content to do three movies. And then Peter Jackson's like, nah, we got to scratch it out, though. <laughs> After the Desolation of Smaug came out, they were like, all right, boys, that's a wrap. Let's, uh, let's write this next screenplay. And then they grabbed the book, and they're like, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude, there's, like, nothing left here. Yeah. And then they're, like, even if they were going to stretch something out, they should have stretched that fucking fight scene uh, against the fucking, you know, the greasy thief guy and Smaug. Like, if you were going to stretch anything out, stretch that out, because that's the shit I give a shit about. Yeah, that would have been fine. It's it's one of those things. Um, I didn't pay very much to see this movie because I saw it in a small theater. And it's still, you know... It looked bad, <laughs> like even on like a small screen. Yeah, <sighs> something. This this I've never seen anything like it. Like I've never seen anything like this before. They they've been doing this for a while now. You know, taking you know big books and cutting them into pieces. But now that hey, we're taking some, that now that we're taking small books and cutting them into pieces, <laughs> let let alone three. Like with Harry Potter, at least they cut that bitch into two parts. As yeah. boring as the first part may have been, at least they cut that fucking thick, huge book into two parts. That wasn't even the biggest one, though. Like, No, fucking Order, Order of the Phoenix was the biggest one, but, like, that book was so fucking boring. Like, yeah, I'm glad they kind of cut that I, down. I love, I love that series, but Order of the Phoenix? Yeah, go fuck yourself. That is way too even, long. I don't even remember reading it. It's one of those fucking boring books. Yeah. I remember reading the sixth, and I surely remember reading the fourth. Yeah, me too. But I remember when I first opened up to the first page of the fucking fifth book, and just being like, whoa, like, the page wants to close because it's so thick. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the last couple being, like, real good reads. Oh, yeah. That that seventh book. That seventh book, Fox. I, I I think I fucking cut that bitch out in, like, two days or something. Maybe one. It was, I, it was it was some I think I think I read it in like four or five like a week like a week but not no I'm not as fast a reader yeah that's true good books how do we get on Harry Potter man I love those books uh, we we're, we should go through those at some point the moves the moves yeah yeah I I'd fuck with I fuck with the Harry Potter moves it's only like eight right yeah there's eight of them there's <laughs> oh, well there's gonna be a ninth one somehow. Well, uh, fuck that shit. I, I'm just <laughs> done. I'm just done. Like, <laughs> I'm done with people juicing want, stop, every like, dollar. Stop turning almanacs into fucking movies. <laughs> like, Is there like a dictionary movie? Can, can somebody get that going? <laughs> uh, bad words with um, 
uh, Jason Bateman. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like that movie. Didn't love it. I liked Ugh. it, though. I, I, I didn't like Jason Bateman bald, though. That looked weird. I don't know. Fucking whatever. <laughs> did, 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 so, you got anything else about this movie? Or are we done here? Yeah, we're done here. Let's move on to our top five... Um, Top five Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> Top five Lord of the Rings movies. Top five Lord of the Rings movies. I know there's six of these bitches, but... <laughs> oh, no. Gonna... I, I, there's, there's the animated ones. Oh. Well, well, if you included them, we'll talk about those when we get there. Yeah. Uh, I golf. Fuck yeah, I included them. Do, do you want to start or do you want me to start? You can start. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come right clean right now and just let you know I did not put Battle of the Five Armies on my list. That's oh, the one. That, that's the one that did, did. That's the one that didn't make the cut. So we're gonna start with the second least. And like I said, not a big fan of these Lord of the Rings movies. So we'll start with the second shittiest uh, movie. It's there and back again. Whew. Lots of elf singing. Lots of elf singing. But you know, pretty pretty New Zealand stuff. Yeah. Lots of good forest work. Oh, a lot of good forest work, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't see forest work like that in these days. Uh, that, was, that was top ten forest work. I'll give them that. Yeah, that is good forest work, and it was the introduction of Martin Freeman, who I think was excellent this entire series. Despite he's, he's good in everything, though. He's so fucking good. Yeah, yeah, he, he like he really is. He's fucking underrated as shit too. Like well, coming he, up, coming up from the office and shit. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> And then he played a porn star in Love Actually. That was good. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was good. And, of course, you know, I, mean, I don't even really need to mention this, but Ian McKellen, man, he fucking kills it. Yeah, hell yeah. He goes hard. He goes hard. He goes He goes hondo every time. Oh, he goes hondo. He goes hard in the I paint, mean, that's for sure. Yeah, he, he goes he goes a hundo at least for these for these wizard movies, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, dude, he adores the wizard movies. <laughs> That's that's why they're continuing to make them because he knows full well he can't go without them wizard movies. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right, so what's your numero five? My number five is the second hobby movie. This is Desolation of Schmaug. Desolation of Schmaug. Mostly because of uh, Benedict's numbers match because he's great. Yeah, he was he was really fucking good as Smaug. Smaug. Uh, <laughs> I will definitely give you that. Uh, lots of boring bits in this movie, but as soon as you get to that dragon, yeah, so, I don't even remember the first half, so I, don't I just remember that Legolas was in it for some reason. Either, yeah, oh, okay. you, Legolas. Yeah, speaking of which, hold on, just gonna go back for a second. You know that part at the end when they're like, "Go and find Aragorn." I'm like, "Go oh, fuck yeah. your, go fuck yourself with this shit." Fuck you. I didn't mind. I didn't mind like starting off, uh, like the end of it where they start off where the fellowship begins. Didn't mind that, but uh, the the mention of Aragon, that that I was like, oh, do we need that, that? My blood was for sure boiling. <laughs> so my number four is the first, the first of these movies to come out in live action. It's the Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship. It's all right. There's some. There's definitely some good guys in cloak scenes. Oh, there's cloak. That's for sure. <laughs> there's definitely the cloak game goes hard on this one. Um, <laughs> just Oops. this one's this one, I, and it's got the iconic scene, you know, like and my axe, and my bow, and yep. my sword, blah blah blah. There's some decent scenes, but overall, it's real fucking boring. Let's a lot of walking. A lot of walking. Uh, my number four is the animated Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, animated Hobbit, baby. <laughs> I've, I've little, never seen it. I've never seen great. it. It's, so bad, but like eons better <laughs> than the other fucking audience. That's incredible. I'm so glad that you. I'm so glad that you included that one. Yeah, hell yeah. So my number two is the second movie, Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. Two Towers. You know what? They did pretty decent for what they had as a book, because as I mentioned earlier, that two book towers. Was that's my number three, also. Yeah, it's it's our both of our number three. Two towers, like. Pretty pretty boring stuff. Pretty boring book, but I give them props because they made it a little less boring than the book. Still pretty cool. boring. Yeah, that one that one didn't have a lot going for it, unfortunately. Yeah, there. Were, I mean, there were some good fight scenes and. Yeah, yeah, it's but it's not bad, yeah. but. Uh, there's some there's some orc war stuff that I fucks with. Oh yeah. Uh, to be honest, I don't remember a lot about this movie. Just that I found it slightly less boring than Fellowship of the Ring. Mm, all right. But still, like like I said, though, I still appreciate these movies. I still think they're good. They're just 
You're not for me. Sure. So my number two is uh, the Desolation of Smauga movie we already talked about. Uh, mainly because of like the la- first hour and fifty, like I said, unwatchable. But those last forty-five minutes, like they're very real good. fucking good. Very good. Martin Martin Freeman and Benedict Benedict Cumbersnatch, like going head to head. Two of my faves right now, actually. Yeah, I've I'd fucks with that. All right, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship of the Ring, and it, it looks like it looks like it's pretty likely we're gonna have the exact same number one because it is indeed the best movie of the franchise, albeit a little long. Return of the King. That's that's correct. Return of the King is the best Lord of the Rings movie, Absolutely. as decided by Movie Epidemic. If you've ever if you've ever watched the the extended cuts of this, oh, make sure that you have a full evening and maybe even a bit of the morning. Like it's They're it long, goes, dude. It goes. Two, it goes. Hard. I have it on Blu-ray. It's two Blu-rays each. <laughs> oh my God! Bl- the extended. Like, the extended is two Blu-rays each. <laughs> those like Blu-rays can hold a lot. Fifty gigabytes. So these, <laughs> so these movies are hundo gigabytes. <laughs> One hundred gigabytes for Lord of the Fucking Rings. So three hundred gigabytes for the whole series. Oh my God! Well, in it's ten eighty. Uh, you know, true to life form. Yeah. All right. Fair. Did they convert it to sixty frames per second? I don't think they did that. I would actually, I would actually, I'd actually murder somebody if they did that. Fucking ruining my films. So you're not a fan of the sixty frame, eh? No, I fucking hate it. I think I think it looks doc. It looks like a documentary. Like it always looks like a documentary. Very amateurish, I think. Hmm. Yeah. It might just because be because like. Special effects haven't caught up with it yet. Yeah, that's possible. And the thing is, is like when you watch these Hobbit movies, I, like I really only notice it for the first fifteen minutes for my eyes to adjust. But if I've just watched a movie that is regular, twenty-four frames per second, and it, they go to sixty frames per second, my mind can't keep up. You know, this CGI, I feel, is a lot like boob jobs. Go you on. know, they were really bad in like the eighties and nineties special effects and boob jobs, you could tell, right? Now they're getting better, but you can still tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that wholeheartedly. God damn it. Shall we move on to my favorite segment of the of the show? Yes. Some thank you for the fanfare. Uh, so this is our segment where we talk about James Bond 007. <laughs> And this time we watched Goldeneye, and let me let me tell you something about Goldeneye. A hundred and fifty percent, fuck yes. Oh yeah, this is my uh, this is my roommate Drew, huge fan of uh, of James Bond. He's got the Blu-ray box set. This is his favorite one out of all of them. <laughs> you know like... what? I, I hadn't I hadn't seen this one since I was like twelve, and I must not have understood it as much when I was younger. But I think this might be my favorite too. Like it's it's like it's really fucking good. Yeah, it's good. Also, Sean Bean, who dies in every oh, movie, hell yeah. his, his death in this movie was probably one of the most brutal things James Bond has ever done. Sure, it's up there, that's for sure. He dropped a fucking football-sized satellite onto his head. Yeah. So hardcore. Hardcore as fuck. So let's get down to the roots of this movie. Number one. Like, number one, the opening scene where we got, like... This movie is often overshadowed by its video game counterpart, which is sure. which which is really a shame because the movie is so fucking good. Don't get me wrong. I, uh-huh. I spent I spent many an hour playing the Nintendo 64 game, but the movie the movie might not just be the best James Bond movie we've seen. It might be one of the best action movies I've ever seen. Like it's Oh yeah, there's so much action in this movie and it's all it's, good. It's, it's all yeah, good. it's all fucking good. Like from the, the part second with, you from the second you turn this bitch on, it's like that's great stuff. Yeah, the best, the best, of course, the best, of course, is when he's fucking rolling a tank through old Russia town <laughs> and just breaking through buildings and statues, destroying art and architecture. Oh, just the best. A lot of Russian work in this one. Uh, one thing I do want to say is it is really too bad that um, most of these, most of these Pierce Brosnan movies are not good because. Yeah. 
He he is fucking incredible. Yeah, Pierce was a badass back in the day, man. Yeah, he was. He's fucking good as shit. Like I would say, oh, maybe maybe a little bit better than more. Like he's fucking good. It's yeah. just just too bad he got so many shitty scripts. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they wasted all the good ones on fucking more and Dalton. Another thing too is that this movie. I know. I now remember. Remember, we were talking about the uh, Louisiana officer that was in *Live and Let Die*, mm-hmm. and the one immediate uh, spy, *Spy Who Loved Me*. No, no. But he has now been replaced as my favorite James Bond character of all time. Okay. Yeah. And my number one favorite James <laughs> Bond character of all time is now fucking Boris, the fucking <laughs> the, the perverted the perverted computer hacker. Yeah, that he's dude, so good. He's my favorite part of the entire movie is when they're. Yeah. It's like right at the end. Uh, Trevelyn is talking to James Bond and they're all in that control room and James Bond goes you're nothing but a common thief and Trevelyn turns around all pissed and then you just it just um, cuts to Boris and he looks up at Trevelyn like oh fuck boys shit's about to go down yeah I actually actually wrote that down in my notes like uh, (laughs) computer hacker guy great shit (laughs) yeah oh he's he's so good he's so good but uh, we had a lot of good characters in this movie. M- Judy Dench, introduction. Judy Dench, yeah, as M. Uh, Hagrid was in this movie, which was pretty oh, good. He was, uh, he was Russian, too. That was, whew, wasn't expecting that. What I like so much about Robbie Coltrane is that his, you know, his most iconic role is Hagrid in the Harry mm-hmm. Potter films. Uh, but in real life, he's a very small man. Yeah, he's quite small. <laughs> he's really small. Like standing next to James Bond, he he was dwarfed. I'm, you know, I'm probably about as tall as him. Yeah, probably. He's he's very small. He's very small. But um, overall, like there's just so many good things. And like James Bond didn't fuck that much in this movie. No, but there was like that uh, assassin chick that was doing some crazy fucking. Oh <laughs> yeah, she was doing the weird. She got like. That was the one part of this movie I'm not sure I quite understood. Why did she like? Why did she like splooge her jeans every time she killed somebody? Like, she was like getting off to it. What the fuck? I, I don't know. <laughs> this I I do feel like this really brought James Bond into the 90s. In yeah, like a and good it, like a good way. Like he brought it in in a good way. It's kind of like not quite as silly as the older ones, and it was just like good action. Um. It's just still, good. He still has like his sense of humor type charm. That's and I think that's probably the main my main quarrel with the with the Daniel Craig films is that he's just he's not funny or charming. You know, he's just kind yeah, of. I agree with that. Like he's good. He's good at his job, but he doesn't really match the James Bond character as well as Pierce Brosnan did. Sure. Yeah. And like like one of my favorite parts I laughed out loud at was when. Fucking, he's he's at MI6, and Money Penny is talking about her date, and he just he just looks over and he goes, "Oh, I'm crushed," and I'm like, "Fuck that delivery was good, funny as shit." He's not bad, yeah, no, I maybe just because I saw this one when I was so young, and yeah. then I saw the other ones when I was a bit older, and I'm like, ah, it's not very good. The series is not very good. Yeah, at least the Pierce season. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I really did like this one. This one was good. It was a good movie. It was real fucking good. And even though I know that the next three movies are gonna be, they're gonna be tough to get through because they're very bad. But I'm I'm overall just kind of excited to see what else Pierce Brosnan can do. Yeah. It's been a while since we've watched any James Bond movies too, because um, we took that couple weeks break there for the holidays. Yeah. And now I'm excited to watch more James Bond movies. You know? Oh yeah, fuck yeah, me too. Uh. And like, and the thing is, is we just we just got to do a little push, a little push, and we'll get through to fucking, <laughs> to fucking the Daniel Craig movies, which are yeah. which are excellent, despite the fact that it doesn't really fit the character, but they're still like really fucking good. What I liked so much about Goldeneye is that this is like the first time, the first first time that this felt like a cinematic experience where we had fully sure. gotten out of that, you know, the radio type stuff and the, uh, you know, like the long writing for dialogue. This was like the first time. This felt almost akin to Indiana Jones. Like that's how much I like this movie is that it was just fully cinematic. Sure. It definitely, it definitely 
created a new era of James Bond, even though it didn't get much better than this. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, still excited to watch him. Still excited, nervous but excited. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what comes our way with that one. I'm watching a pretty cool uh, BBC miniseries right now. It's called uh, Fleming, the Man Who Became Bond. And it's about uh, it's about Ian Fleming as he is writing Bond. It's a lot like um, the Rum Diaries, like kind of. Yeah. Like, it's it's about like the writer. It's good. We might have to like. It's like it's only four episodes, so we could actually probably talk about it on like our James Bond ending episode or something. Oh yeah, I'd fuck with that. I'd fuck with that. It's really good. It's got uh, what's that guy? Dominic Cooper, the guy that Ooh. plays uh, Howard Stark. He plays Fleming. Yeah. Yeah. He's also he was also in Dracula Untold. Yeah, oh, that yeah, guy. Was. Yeah, that guy. That movie, man. I fucking, I love that movie. Like, still to this day, I love that. Excellent. All was pretty good. Yeah, I expected nothing but trash, but no, it was pretty good, man. But uh, yeah, what else? What else can you say about Goldeneye other than like, I wanna, I wanna talk a little bit about something that kind of impressed me. Is it? You know, I play a lot of video games, and of course, GoldenEye is one of those games that I've played a lot. Yeah. And like, I've played through the main story of that game so many times, but until I watched this movie this time, I didn't realize how accurate they were at recreating all the places in that game. Like, mm-hmm. like everything in that movie looked like a level from the game. It was actually actually quite impressive. Even though there were some levels that you played that James Bond never even went to, they just kind of like stuck them in to have like, like the fucking Russian snow place. You know, never went there, never went there. But you know, in the game he did. So, hey man, let the game be the game, all right? <laughs> the game, let the game be the game, and the movie be the movie. Both excellent pieces of media. It's true. It's, it's <laughs> one of the few times they didn't fuck up a Bond video game. That's for sure. Oh, <laughs> have you ever played Quantum of Solace? No. Oh man, it's it's but well, it's, it's the one on GameCube where you had like the the this fucking. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, that one was good. Th- this one? Maybe. This one? Agent was, Agent Underfire? No, it can't be that one. Um. It was the one where you had a claw, and it was on GameCube. I think I think that's Agent Underfire. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, you know what? There was one called like Goldeneye Rogue or something like that. On GameCube, I I don't fucking remember. I don't, I don't play James Bond games that aren't Goldeneye. Come on now. Yeah, well, there was one other good one. That's what I'm saying. There's Goldeneye, then there's one other good one out of the fucking fifty James Bond games. <laughs> uh, I found out that there was um I wish I had found this out earlier, but there was a a video game adaptation uh for License to Kill on yeah, the com- yeah. on the Commodore. Dude, I played that. I Dude, really. Yeah, and you that's can get a- it. You can get it on like um, I got like a ROM of it. Oh, that's amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. I might have to check it out. I might have to check it out because yeah. that that movie's old as fuck. And that oh, might so old, dude. Is that the, would that be the first James Bond video game adaptation? Because I don't think they made yeah it is any NES games or anything like that of like License to Kill or A View to Kill. I don't think so. No, I think that was the first one. It takes like it's like four levels too. So. Oh. Why would you look at that? But uh, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll check that out. Overall, Golden and I watch the movie. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Really fucking good. Do we want to get onto this uh, this fish presentation? Yeah, yeah, might as well. Uh, this movie's really bad. That being said, when we watched it, I was so drunk. What's that movie with this here? Uh, <laughs> that's the interview starring James Franco and Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. I was cut as shit, and I peed like nine times. <laughs> yeah, you did piss so many times. <laughs> this was uh, one of the. Me and Chadley don't live very close to each other, so we watch uh, we watch our movies on separate times. But for the holidays, we were near each other, so we got the squad together and we booted up the copy of the interview because it's online. And uh, we got together, had a few brews, got cut as shit, and uh, <laughs> watched this movie. Now, one thing I want to say before uh, before I go into this review is that... <laughs> Tone back to Grown Ups 2 again. Grown Ups 2 might be the only comedy film that I've not laughed at. Even if I don't think the movie is good, there'll, there'll be a couple of times where I laugh. Mm-hmm. 
And there were some good fucking bits in this movie. Oh, there was, it was, there was some really fucking funny parts in this movie. Really funny parts in this movie. That being said, the script was really oh, bad. Yeah. Like, really bad. I, I, and I remember after seeing this movie going home the next day, hung as fuck, and just, <laughs> and just being like, just being like, wait a minute, that's what all the fuss was about? This is what people, like, almost started a war over? Yeah, but, like, you gotta understand, he's a psychopathic leader, and uh, anything that paints him in a bad light, he's not gonna enjoy, you know, even if it's as silly as this. I, to be honest, like, gonna go ahead and say this, man, Randall Parks was fucking hilarious, probably the funniest part of this oh, movie. Yeah, he was, def- he was definitely the best part of this movie. Yeah, oh, they pa- and it painted him an awesome light, it made him seem hilarious and cool. He play. He has a basketball court. He drinks margaritas. Yeah, but like, he still launches missiles and kills people. Like, he's not. It doesn't make him to be a good person, though. Oh no! It, it makes him seem cool, though. Not a good person, but it makes yes. him seem cool. Uh, yeah, I under, I, under, I would understand why a fucking person who runs a country where everybody thinks he's gods got a hold of this shit, and it would be like, yeah. Let's no, uh, fucking let's fucking launch <laughs> let's launch missiles at these people. <laughs> yeah. Like I understand um, it from that point of view. I just I don't I don't think it's rational, but I don't think King John Un is a rational person, you know. I'm I'm glad that we're reviewing this though, because I for a while there I honestly believe that, that we would never be able to get to review this show. Or I review I would have found a way to get this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um so here I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it down. now Colby and I both know this. Every movie is split into three acts. And this movie had three very well-defined acts. Sure. First act, it was interesting. You know, you get to know the characters. But it was so fucking boring. Like, I was yeah. like, other than like the, fucking going. Like, other than the first, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. The later, doing, like, the talk show. That was good. That was good-ish. You know, some good... Some good. Danny McBride that was fucking funny. I can't remember where, how far that was into the movie, though. Danny McBride was in this movie? I don't know if it was Danny McBride, but it was like somebody like that. Oh, I was so wasted. I have no I have no recollection of Danny McBride even being in this movie. But, I know. Uh, there, there's a couple funny parts at the beginning, but it was like so far in between. Just like, and James Franco was not very good in this movie. Like, no, no. I to be honest, I don't think I don't think either of them were. Uh, I thought Seth Rogen was fine, but here's the thing: is that. These two, they made this movie because they were they were going directly off this. I don't think Seth Rogen was any worse than he normally is. Uh, well, the thing with this movie though is that they were going off this gimmick that they have that they were going to North Korea and whatnot. That they they were so into this gimmick that they f- forgot to write actual characters for these people. So sure. they were like, they were really just kind of boring characters that I didn't care about. Specifically, James Franco. Like, yeah, he was a talk show guy, and that's what we knew about him, but what else did we know about him? Like, nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he was a talk show guy, and... Because the anus. Yeah, and he's got stank dick. Stank dick, that was funny. <laughs> I like that stank was, dick. That was a good bit. Um, <laughs> one thing that I do want to mention is that uh, in the trailer... So this isn't really giving stuff away. In the trailer, they mention like this little joke. They didn't, when I saw it in the trailer, I was like, ugh. Ugh, about how Kim Jong-un doesn't pee or poo. And I'm like, Ugh, that's a bad joke. <laughs> Apparently the writers of this movie didn't think so, because this was used probably like 15 times. And that's, At least. And that's, and that's the big problem with this movie, is that it was hit and miss, but everything that did hit, like every joke that was funny, they just fucking buried it. They were like, okay, that's a funny joke, let's just re-say that joke a bunch of times until it's not funny anymore. Uh, one one bit, one bit that I will say did not get old because it was really fucking funny was uh was uh Kim Jong Kim Jong Un yeah Kim Jong Un loves Katy Perry that was yeah that's fucking that, hilarious that's a fucking really good bit that was a really good bit and then like when he he was talking to him on the talk show and he's like one last question do you ever feel like a paper bag I just fucking I lost it that was hilarious. Apparently there was like a lot of stuff cut out of this movie too, where they made him gay, and uh, it just wasn't I'm, in this movie. I'm glad that that was cut out. That doesn't sound funny to me. You know, that doesn't sound that funny. But um, 
here's the thing. As Colby mentioned earlier, we watched this with the crew. Now, we have a friend named Lauxy. <laughs> and Lauxy was able to call, like, all the events of this movie. And yeah, and he's not very smart. Yeah, I like I like Lauxy a lot, but if Lauxy can call all the events of your movie... Sure. Doing a bad job script. We watched it with Hardner, too, who uh, is a n- notorious smart person, and he... He can do. He can call most plots. Like, yeah, I've watched many movies with him, and he'll even like, a, like a technical movie. He'll call some plot line in that, and he's like, "That's like it was. It must have been too easy because he was just like sitting there drinking. Like, he's, he obviously knew it was coming, but yeah, the fact that Lauxy was pulling it out. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> Hardner's been on the show before. You guys know Hardner. Yeah, Hardner. Hardner is a good man. My girlfriend's kind of the same though. She can fucking like call a plot like twenty minutes in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's Hardner's. That's yeah, hard. go fuck, go fuck yourself. I'm trying to watch a movie. Yeah, that's that's what I say. Like, I even if even if I can guess it, I don't want to. I just want them to like, you know, yeah, do it, do it, do it. and then after I'll be like, oh yeah, I saw that shit coming. Fucking. It's even it's even worse if you're showing them a movie and they guess the plot right, and you're like, fuck, don't tell them they're right. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, fuck, I hate that shit. Overall, this movie so bland. Like, yeah. For what for what it was, it could like it could have been so much better. That's the, my problem with it. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. I totally agree. It could have it could have had weight. And, and the thing make is, it's it more provocative. If you're gonna yeah, like, if you're gonna make yeah. a movie about Kim Jong Un, like don't make it like PG fourteen. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's like we've seen these guys in Pineapple Express, and that movie right there, that's a fucking that's a fucking hint that these guys can do hilarious shit. Shit together. Another thing too is that this movie's billed as an action comedy. There's no action till like the last ten minutes. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably accurate. Yeah, so I don't know. I I, I was expecting more of like a how how do I put this? I was expecting this movie to be louder, you know. Like I was expecting it to be more of a of a hurrah. I'm trying to find the perfect ways to say this, like. I don't know. It's just the, the plot line was just kind of thin the entire way through. Whereas I kind of expected it to be big the in, from beginning to end. Well, that's the hype killed it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It. Absolutely. This would have been an alright movie, like alrightish. I probably still wouldn't have liked it, but I wouldn't have disliked it as much as I did if it weren't for the fucking hype. Yeah. Absolutely. That's like this. That's like the same way I felt about Man of Steel, except that actually is trash. Movie. <laughs> that movie's so bad. I like. <laughs> I don't get Superman. I'll be the first to admit that. Like, <laughs> but this was awful. I I get it, but it's just like I don't know. Superman's an outdated concept. <laughs> like, yeah, we have we good. have more interesting superheroes now. Like, we don't need this cut and paste superhero now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I just don't, like anybody who is like super. Any if anybody says Superman is their favorite uh, superhero, you gotta be like. Stay away from that guy. Well, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> if anybody ever told me that Superman was uh, their favorite superhero, I'd look him in the eye and say, you never read a comic, have you? Never read a comic book once in your life. Well, even if they have, and Superman is legitimately their, their favorite superhero, that means they're a fucking narcissist and don't fucking talk to them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck Superman, dude. When that fucking when that fucking new Batman movie comes out, we're gonna do it on this show, and we're just oh, gonna. Of course, it. we're doing that shit. I can't wait to see fucking <laughs> Bad Affleck. Bad Affleck. Who's playing Superman in that movie? Is it the same guy? Yeah, Henry. He's a fine Superman. It's just like the movies are so bad. And I think Jared Leto is gonna be the Joker. Fuck Jared Leto. <laughs> God damn it. He he's good, but like he's been in four movies. How do you get? How do you get fucking to villain in a superhero flick that quick? Like, you fuck from being in, like, nothing. He's been good in the two movies I've seen him in, but, like, he's just he's, such a douchebag, and he has a shitty band, like... Yeah, fucking 30 Seconds to Mars. God, man, that's... Your band movie. is so fucking bad. <laughs> Maybe, like, don't be so shitty. Yeah, I was, what's a... Requiem, he's good in Requiem, and he's good in the the all right, all right. I'm Matthew McConaughey, and I have eight. Dallas Buyers. Yeah, yeah, he's good in that movie. He he didn't have uh, enough of a character in Fight Club to really Fight Club. 
Jared Leto? Fight Club. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was in Fight Club. I don't I, even remember okay. that. I'm not. I'm not positive about this, so I'm. I'm gonna have to look it up because I think his character was named like Angel or something. I could be. Uh, maybe I don't know. At, at be, that point, I probably didn't know who Jared Leto was. So. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. He was Angel Face in Fight Club. Okay. Well, at that point, like, who cares? Yeah. About Jared Leto. Do have I you ever? That, what? Have you ever been to uh, JackDurden.com? Yeah, you sent me that shit. I just like it's so long though. <laughs> it's fucking like I I read it at work, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. Like it's this fucking website that like like has it proof. explains that like every character was made up, right? Yeah, every single character like Helena Bonham Carter and Meatloaf, they were like just fucking not real characters. And, like, it made sense as I was reading it. Seems kind of silly now that, like, I'm not reading it, but, like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it made sense while I was reading it. Yeah, there was some... and it's great, uh, great, fans, great fan theory. Yeah. Who knows? Compe- compelling argument, but I'm not going to take it as fact. Unless... I mean, even if you do, it doesn't matter. Like, it's fucking Fight Club. Unless Fincher we'll comes be, out. We'll like, be debating Fight Club until the end of time. Like, it's one of those things. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a fucking amazing movie. Yeah, Fight Club's amazing. Fucking incredible movie. We got... Take, take Fight Club however you want. That's how I always saw it. It's like, there's there's a, a million different interpretations. Just take whichever one you think it is, and that's fine. Yeah, nobody... Fun. If people want to argue with it, just be like, all right, man, it's, that's your opinion. It's fucking Fight Club. It's great. Interpretations movie. of Fight Club are like different religions, though. People will fucking <laughs> fight true, you. Yeah. They will fucking fight you. They'll be like, no, that was a representation of manhood. And like, it's like, oh, whoa, oh, oh, oh. oh, I'm sorry. I realized we ordered a film school douche here. When she sold her jeans, it was him giving away his manhood. No, who, yeah. I don't give a shit. But, uh,. Yeah, overall, if you take anything out of this episode, The Hobbit and the interview, 100% fuck no. And, I mean, maybe see maybe see the interview just for the Katy Perry bits. And it's one of those movies that I think a lot of people are going to see just to see. Yeah, for sure. It's got funny parts. It's not... It's fine. Uh, it's, it's a comedy. It's... Yeah. I you know I'll, I'll you know I'll retract it I'll retract my statement say hundred percent fuck no on the Hobbit movie you could you could literally watch the first fifteen minutes of the Hobbit movie and be like all right good way that's to end that's probably it. the way I would go yeah watch yeah. watch the first two and then the first fifteen minutes and then I'm like depending on what else you're doing that day maybe finish it yeah. <laughs> but like if, if you want to see a lot to. of if you want to see a lot of uh, greasy McPoyle guy, keep watching. Yeah, I don't know why he got so much, <laughs> so much fucking screen time. But um, he got more screen time than fucking Martin Freeman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like legit. That like Put that's, that in perspective. That's something I would legitimately think might be correct. Yes. But uh, yeah, hundred hundred percent. Fuck no on the last two hours of The Hobbit. <laughs> and I'll say, I'll say, I'll say 25% fuck no on the interview because it's not a good movie, but it's one of those ones that you might just have to see it to believe it. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where like, if you just want to watch a comedy and then it's going to be on Netflix fairly soon, I'd imagine. It was like, yeah, just click on it. Let it play. And uh, one more thing I do want to say before we head out to is that if you've ever listened, if you've ever, ever, if you were ever going to listen to any of my referrals for any of the James Bond movies, fucking see GoldenEye. Yeah, like, it's absolutely. it's so goddamn good. That's a fun one, that GoldenEye. I might absolutely. watch it again, like, soon. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Fuck, fuck, man. So many, there was, there was like a million explosions in that movie. Oh, yeah, it was great stuff. Great stuff, bud. Also, Desmond Llewellyn. Desmond Llewellyn had an awesome line. Had an awesome line. We didn't in this even movie. talk about Q. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk about Q now then. Just just real quick. Just real quick to end off the pod. Let's talk about Desmond Llewellyn. First of all, what business does that eighty-one-year-old man have being still alive? Like he's so old. In this movie. But um, he's also really fucking funny as shit. And my favorite my favorite line is when they're going through all the shit and like touching. He's touching all the stuff in Q's workshop, and he picks up the sandwich, and Q goes, "No, don't touch that." That's my lunch! And I'm like, you fucking goof, Desmond Llewellyn. You fucking old goof. You old fucking goof, bud. I'm so sad that we've only got two more Desmond Llewellyns before, you know. Yep. 
John Cleese. Ew. Cleese. <laughs> I'm not excited about these these upcoming Bond movies, but we're gonna have to. Halberry, Halberry. How Halberry, Halberry. I think I think John Cleese was legitimately in one before they were like, get this fucking guy out of here. <laughs> they were like, look, he was famous, so we thought maybe having his name on the movie. It's like the was same he, was deal. Was he in the Halle Berry one? Uh, he was in whatever the last one was. I think that was the Halle Berry one. Was it the Halle Berry one? I, it, it's like the same dealio with Harry Potter, though, too. It's like they hired John Cleese for one movie, and then they're like, get this guy the fuck out of here. <laughs> I think I, I think a lot of that though might stem from the fact that something tells me something tells me that John Cleese is an expensive motherfucker. Like I feel like he demands a lot of money for the shit he does. Yeah. He also seems like he might be shitty to work with. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he might be a dick, right? He's <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not insinuating anything. But it seems like he might be a dick. Well, here's a fun fact about John Cleese. His first thing that he ever did was a TV show called Faulty Towers. And, you know, it's it's really funny. It was on the BBC. Towers. Yeah, it's, it's a good comedy. After it was closed, or after it was canceled, that show was canceled, John Cleese went insane and spent some time in an asylum. Hmm. All right. Fun fact. <laughs> Just went daddy. And then he came out and was like, all right, I'll do that Fish Called Wanda movie. And then I will demand lots of money for everything I'm in. I'll be in a couple of shitty blockbusters, and then I'll get my fuck you money. He got his fuck you money, and he got out. I feel. He got he yeah. got his he got his money from like the like the 180 hours of flying circus that somehow exists. Flying circus. <laughs> yeah, have you never seen that show? No. Oh, it's fucking it's so bad, but like. There's so much of it. It was um, it was the, the the Monty Python show, and there's so there's so fucking much of it, and it's all shitty. You know, did, like have you know that he like, played a, Do you know that he played a character in Third Rock of the Sun called Doctor Liam Neeson? <laughs> no way! Yeah, I swear to Christ, man. Oh, that's good. That's good. Speaking of Liam Neeson, did you hear that awesome fucking prank call he did? Yeah, dude, Liam Neeson's <laughs> on the fucking he's on the talk show circuit right now doing some gold. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And he was talking. Yeah, did you also hear he bashed Star Wars? Did he? Good. Yeah, he was like, he was like, yeah, I fucking, I would love to be in another Star Wars movie. Like, he was talking about how he would love to for them to make like, you know, how they're doing a spinoff of Han Solo, uh-huh. Qui Gon Jinn spinoff. Oh, Star- I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> Starring the knees. How good. But yeah, he was saying like the new one looks like shit because he doesn't like the the lightsaber. Oh yeah. He didn't you know like what, the... I'm, I'm gonna go see that movie for one reason and one reason only, Chadley. You know what that reason is? What? Ball droid. <laughs> yeah, fucking soccer ball droid. Ball droid. <laughs> I just want to go to find out what the fuck that thing is. I want to go see ball droid. What do you <laughs> think he's gonna be a a beep boop robot or do you think he's gonna be a voice? Um, it's a good question. I think he's a beep boop. I, yeah, I would think so. I would say beep boop. He's a beep boop guy. He's he's not a he's not a D2. He's more like a or he's not a 3PO. He's a D2. I'm all about that ball droid, man. He looks like he might even be related to R2D2. I think I think ball droid might be my new favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> Dude, Jar Jar Binks though. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Actually, I think I think my favorite Star Wars character is legitimately Qui Gon Jinn. It's just too bad that he was in such a shitty movie because. Yeah, Fuck, I love Neeson. Qui Gon was good, man. Yeah, he was. He was in Liam Neeson played the voice of Qui Gon Jinn in the animated series too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he didn't fuck around. There was some good animated Star Wars shit though. I like that we're back on Neeson. <laughs> of course, all roads lead to Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> all roads lead to Neeson. Yeah. Fuck, that's. Oh god damn it! That's, that's, that's that should be the tattoo of this podcast. Yeah. The epidemic. All roads lead to Nice. <laughs> I think on that note, uh, subscribe to the YouTube. That's the only thing I really care about, and watch it on YouTube or on iTunes or whatever. I don't care. Download YouTube. Listen to podcast. Mostly YouTube, because that's the only place we make money, really. So. Oh, do we want to announce what we're doing next week? Yeah, you know what? Give them, give them what we got coming up. 
All right, so of course um, we got the next James Bond movie, which Colby and I couldn't remember the title of for the life of us. So it's, I think it's like tomorrow. Tomorrow doesn't die. Tomorrow, tomorrow. tomorrow's having trouble dying. <laughs> tomorrow's on life support. Tomorrow didn't wake up in the morning. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the next one is, but it's, yeah, it's, it's the second Pierce Brosnan one. It starts with tomorrow, yeah, Pierce Brosnan 2. Uh, and we're also going to watch uh, a couple of Oscar nod films that look like they're pretty likely. We're going to watch Michael Keaton put on the black suit again as Birdman. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Keaton's That'll back, baby. I hope I hope there's a lot of middle fingers to Tim Burton in this movie. Yeah, I just as you know, because he did those Batman movies with the key, and then yeah. we're gonna do we're gonna do this uh, this J.K. Simmons flick, Whiplash. Uh, my my brother saw that this week yeah. and said it was the best movie of the year. So I've heard that from a lot of people. So looks like best best movie of the year, Whiplash. It mm-hmm. might it might beat out what my current number one is. I don't. Well, I'll save it. I'm, I'll save I'll save what my number one movie of the year is. But cool. That's uh, that'll be. Uh, Sometime next week. Yeah, when, when is when is the Oscars? February. Yeah, it's coming up. Neat.